It is only when we come to Jesus Christ and we take of this water that he so freely offers every one of us individually. And yet, there will be people that will come to that well and will never, ever, ever take of the living water. But they'll continue in their rebellion. Welcome to Somebody Loves You Radio, the Bible teaching ministry of Roll Reese in Diamond Bar, California. Well, it's great to have you with us today as we continue our series celebrating the Lord's goodness. As Roll outlines a woman's life-changing encounter with Christ, you'll be encouraged to quench your spiritual thirst with the living water that only God can provide. Roll will show you that when you seek salvation through Jesus, He'll fill and revive you with His love. Here's Raul Reese now with the lesson, The Samaritan Woman. Jesus now is not only leaving Jerusalem, but if you've ever been to Israel, when you go to, from Jerusalem and you're moving towards the Galilee, uh, there are many roads you can take uh, to actually avoid from going through Samaria. Because the Samaritans don't get along with the Jews, even at that point when Jesus was going to go to Samaria. But what drove Jesus to Samaria was a woman that was there that needed to be saved. And I like that. That Jesus not only knows you, knows me, but knows every person, no matter wherever they may be, that needs salvation in their lives. And this is the story of the offer of living water to anyone that wants to come to Jesus Christ. And so, it's kind of neat as the story is set for us tonight. Now, again, Jesus comes to Samaria and he begins to offer this woman living water. There are many people that are thirsting, are hungering in this world. But really, these people are not only hunger and thirst for righteousness, but many of these people have empty lives. They have nothing in their lives. And Jesus looks way down in the heart of that person and begins to see that there's a void and there's something missing. This woman had been married five times and she was now living together with a sixth person. And Jesus knew this. And so Jesus is going out of his way and by divine appointment, he's going to Samaria And he is going to confront this woman concerning her sin and the need of salvation in her own life. This woman was thirsty for salvation. But however, there were some matters that she had not only to strain out before she could ever have this living water. And that was her sin of adultery or living together with the sixth person that actually the five that he had divorced already, but now she was living together with this one in her own house. And Jesus wanted to confront her sin. I think that it's important that we understand that whenever we come to Jesus, or Jesus comes to us, 
the first thing that he will ever do is confront our situation that we find ourselves in. Whatever the sin may be. Because he wants to make sure that we understand that we cannot receive this eternal life or this living water that he offers us unless we are willing to repent. Unless we are willing to turn from our sin. The Bible says in Romans 6.23, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Therefore, Jesus begins to discuss the subject with her of salvation. Because she was a natural woman. She was not a spiritual woman. And whenever you speak to a natural man or a natural woman about the things of God, it's always the problem where they do not understand. Unless the Holy Spirit begins to deal and work in the life of that person. And this is why Jesus went to that place to meet with the woman. Look at chapter 4 beginning with verse 1 through 9 as we see Jesus Christ in his mission to Samaria. He says, Therefore when the Lord knew that the Pharisees had heard that Jesus made and baptized more disciples than John, though, he explains, Jesus himself did not baptize but his disciples. So Jesus never ever baptized anybody. It was his disciples. Then he left Judea and departed again to the Galilee. But he needed to go through Samaria. So he came to a city of Samaria which is called Shekhar. Near the plot of ground that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. And now Jacob's well was there. And Jesus therefore being worried from his journey. Set by the well and as about six o'clock in the evening. So when you go from Jerusalem to Samaria. It's probably about 60 to 70 miles. It's a long ways. And Jesus had been walking all day long. And what it shows you here is his humanity. He was worried. He was tired. He was hungry. But the whole thing that he, he not only wants to demonstrate here. He's not the hunger and thirst that he had. But he had a divine appointment with this woman at Jacob's well. And he was going to keep his mission. Notice what else it says. Verse 7. And then a woman of Samaria came to draw water. And Jesus said to her, give me a drink. For his disciples had gone away into the city to buy something to eat. And then the woman of Samaria said to him, how is it that you being a Jew ask a drink from me, a Samaritan woman? For Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans. You see, there was a prejudice between the Jew and the Samaritan. And she recognized it. Plus... No male would ever speak to a woman like her. Coming out at 6 o'clock in the evening, which was the duty of the woman to come to the well and get the water for the home. The men sat around and drank coffee and talked about business. But the women did all the work, sad. But this is the culture of the time. And it just doesn't happen that this woman happens to come to the well just because she's coming to get water. Jesus gets this opportunity where this woman comes, and of course she's sincere about coming to get water, but Jesus takes the opportunity that is not really water that she's looking for, but deep down in her heart, not deep down in that well. 
deep down in her heart, there's an emptiness in her life. And that is so true of so many people today. They search through drugs, through alcohol, through experiences, and even through having money and having and buying things in their lives. And there seems to be this great emptiness that is never fulfilled until Jesus Christ comes into their life. But you see, Jesus could never ever come into anybody's life unless that person is willing to submit their whole life to Christ. Unless you're willing to repent. Unless you're willing to give your heart to God and and be honest and sincere when Jesus is asking the questions in your own life. Because later on you'll see he's going to actually bring an inquisition against her. He's going to say, let me tell you this, how many husbands have you had? And she had to speak up. And she was amazed because Jesus not only had a word of knowledge and word of wisdom, but he knew her heart and knew her situation and knew the problems that she was facing in her own life. Even though she was a sinner, Jesus still loved her. Why? Because Jesus loves sinners. And he continues to love sinners. God is not willing that any person should ever perish, but all should come to repentance. And you notice here the word that he says he must need go through Samaria. The Greek word for must here, it means of necessity, compulsion, or destiny. I like the word destiny. It was destined for Jesus to go through Samaria. Jesus was driven to go through Samaria for the sake of his mission. But Samaria needed also the gospel of Jesus Christ as much as other areas. Because Jesus already being God, he knows that if this woman gets saved, she's going to go back to the town and she will become the first woman evangelist in the city of Samaria as she will go out and bring the whole town to Jesus. Incredible story. This is Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. Don't forget, our mission is to help you grow in faith and enjoy close communion with the Lord. Visit us anytime at somebodylovesyou.com or reach out to us at 800-634-9165. Now, coming up in just a few moments, we'll tell you about a resource with more uplifting insights into God's heart. But first, let's rejoin Raul. So we see in the story of the Samaritan woman, That Jesus leads Judea to confront the Samaritan woman. But also he enters Shekhar, which was the city of Samaria, the main city. And then he sits down at the well of water. And as he was sitting there, he was not only tired and thirsty, but he was hungry. And then because the disciples had gotten something to get to eat, it just happened. No, by divine appointment, this woman comes walking up to the well. And Jesus is sitting there, and he's a Jew. And yet she begins not only to hear, but Jesus, the first thing that he says is, Woman, give me a drink of water. And she's kind of offended by it. Because she knows that the Jews do not speak with the Samaritans. But Jesus wanted to draw out of her a conversation. Just like in our own hearts. When we come to Jesus, the first thing that he does is he wants to deal with our sin. He wants to deal with our circumstances, our situations. 
But the whole thing is never to condemn you, but it's always to bring you to true salvation. Jesus is more interested in your spiritual state than anything else in your personal life. He wants to see you come to receive that living water that he offers every one of us. Because the conversation that she and he had together was a conversation of great truths of spiritual life. That is of living water. I want to give you living water. Look at verse 10. Jesus answered and said unto her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is who says to you, Give me a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. Hey, you don't even know where you're standing and who's talking to you. Imagine that. She had no concept that this was Jesus of Nazareth, the son of the living God. And it's always amazing to me how Jesus constantly is giving to us the gift of salvation. Living water that brings life, not death, but life. And to the Jew, the living water was water that was always flowing and moving along, such as a creek fed by the springs of a lake or a well that brought forth water. And so Jesus is going to use the illustration of the well, so that this woman is drawn to eternal life. And so as Jesus is speaking to her, he understands that not only this is living water that he's offering, because the water of the well, if she drinks that water, she will thirst again. But the water that Jesus will offer her, living water, will be not only a water, that will be given to each one of us, that is eternal life. But that water that we drink of Jesus Christ was eternal life and its salvation. We will never thirst again. That's a promise from God. This living water that he's talking about is from God to her. It is of him who is living, always has and always be a living water. The water that God gives is the most alive water there is in this whole world. No other water, no matter how alive it may be considered, can be compared to the living water that is of God and that He gives to each one of us individually. In Psalm 36, 9, He says, For with thee is the fountain of life, in thy light shall see the light. You see, living water is not only a gift offered to us by God, But the gift that is offered to each one of us is freely given. It is not earned and it is not deserved. Understand that. It is not deserved. Nobody deserves eternal life. God gives it to us as a gift. That's why Paul the Apostle said, For by grace you are saved through faith, not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works as any man should boast. It's all of God, none of us. All we do is we put our faith and trust in Jesus Christ. And then this living water is given to us by asking for it. If thou knewest, thou would have asked me. The woman had never received living water because she had never known about it and had never asked for it. But now... It was available simply by asking by faith from Jesus Christ. And look at verse 11 and 12, what she says, the inquiry now. 
The woman said to him, Sir, you have nothing to draw with, and the well is a hundred feet deep. Where then thou can you get this living water? So he brought her to a, to a place of thinking, not only that the well was deep, but there was nothing really to draw the water out with. So she's saying, well, Lord, what are you talking about? What kind of living water can you give to me? Verse 12. Are you greater than our father Jacob, who gave us this well and drank from it himself, as well as his sons and his livestock? Notice she's asking the question, are you greater than Jacob, the one that literally dug this well and left it for us? This has been here a long time. And you're saying you're greater than Jacob? And of course Christ was. But this woman was inquiring. Wanting to know how can I get this living water. I know that this well is a hundred feet deep. But you're telling me that you can give me water that will give me eternal life. How can I get this water that you're offering me right now? And so what does the Lord do? He begins to share with her. Look what he says to her. In verse 13. Jesus answered and said unto her. Whosoever drinks of this water will thirst again. So he makes it clear. Look. If you continue to drink from this well. You're going to continue to be thirsty the rest of your life. But. Whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him. Notice. He will never thirst, but the water that I shall give him will become in him a fountain of water springing up into everlasting life. Notice here Jesus is offering what? True spiritual satisfaction to anyone that comes to Jesus Christ. Living water is the only water that will quench a person's thirst. That is the Holy Spirit. Men have two thirsts, a physical thirst and a spiritual thirst. In Psalm 42, 1 it says, As the heart panted after the water brooks, so panted my soul after thee, O God, David said. Men continues to have this thirst for God. In that day, Zechariah 13, 1 says, There shall be a fountain open for sin and for uncleanness. You see, men know immediately how to quench their physical thirst, but their spiritual thirst is a different matter. Within their heart of men, there's a sense of thirst for purpose, meaning, significance, satisfaction, fulfillment, something that is missing in their lives, something to fulfill the void, the emptiness, and the loneliness, deliverance from a sense of lostness, Freedom from undue anxiety, stress, pressure. Men have a problem. And however, they usually misunderstand the spiritual thirst and try to quench it with the stagnant of waters of the flesh and this world, which will never, ever, ever quench your thirst. It is only when we come to Jesus Christ and we take of this water that He so freely offers every one of us individually. And yet, there will be people that will come to that well and will never, ever, ever take of the living water. But they'll continue in their rebellion. 
And they'll continue to reject the water that Jesus Christ wants to give to that person. That spiritual water that gives to every person that will come to him. And yet, God is always, never, never stops offering that living water until you come to him. Just like Jeremiah chapter 2.13 says, For my people have committed two evils. They have forsaken me, the fountain of living waters, and have cut out for themselves cisterns, broken cisterns, that cannot hold any water at all. Think about that. But yet when you come to Jesus Christ and you give your whole life to God, God will make sure that you have this water that will quench your thirst. Just like John seven thirty seven said, In the last day, the great day of the feast, Jesus stood up and cried out, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink of the water. And then he said unto me, it is done. In Revelation 21, 6, I am the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning, the end. And I will give unto him that is thirsty of the fountain of the water of life freely. God wants to give people eternal life. God wants to quench and fully satisfy your thirst. In Zechariah 13, 1, he said, In that day there shall be a fountain open for sin and for uncleanness. In Isaiah 58, 11, And the Lord shall guide thee continually and satisfy thy soul in drought and make fat thy bones. And thou shalt be like a watered garden and like a spring of water whose waters fail not. The living water is the well of water placed in the heart of man. It's not outwardly, but inwardly, where God brings true satisfaction in himself. In John 7, 38, 39, he said, He that believeth on me, as the scripture had said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. And this he spoke of the Holy Spirit of God. Those that would come to believe in him would be receiving the baptism of the Holy Spirit. If you've never received Christ's gift of salvation, or you've become complacent in your relationship with Him, we pray today's lesson has inspired you to open your heart to the fullness of His love. You're listening to Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. If you'd like to hear today's program again, we'll send you an unedited copy for a donation of $5 or more. Just call 800-634-9165. When you get in touch with us, simply ask for Raul's teaching titled, The Samaritan Woman. Now, we'd also like to offer you a resource celebrating all that the Lord can do for you when you completely entrust your life to Him. Titled, Understanding God's Compassion, Rawls' four-chapter booklet points to the Bible's assurances of the forgiveness, healing, provision, and protection you can enjoy as you walk in step with the Lord. Visit SomebodyLovesYou.com or call 800-634-9165 to purchase Rawls' book titled Understanding God's Compassion. We'll send your copy for a donation of just $5 plus shipping and handling. Our phone number once again is 800-634-9165. You can also order this resource by writing us at Somebody Loves You Radio, Post Office Box 4440, Diamond Bar, California, 91765. 
You know, the world is changing at a blinding pace, and it can be hard to get a biblical perspective on national and world events and how those impact the body of Christ. But now you can get that. Straight Talk is a program that streams live on our YouTube channel every Tuesday. In a Q&A format, Roll Reese answers common questions that believers have about what's going on and what the Bible has to say about it. Join Roll for Straight Talk every Tuesday at 10 a.m. West Coast time. You can find a link to that YouTube channel when you visit somebodylovesyou.com. This ministry is made possible because of your ongoing prayers and financial support. Thank you for partnering with us. Every contribution is tax deductible. We hope you'll join us again next time for more from this series. We'll get encouragement to give the Lord all of the weight of our daily worries, trusting Him to walk us through life's challenges and care for our needs. Here's Roll now with a closing comment from today's teaching. And then again in Isaiah 12, 3, he says, Therefore with joy shall you draw water out of the wells of salvation. And then again in Revelation 7, 17, The Lamb which is in the midst of the throne shall feed them and shall lead them unto living fountains of waters, and God shall wipe away all their tears from their eyes. And then in Revelation 22, 17, And the Spirit and the bride say, Come, and let him that hear it say, Come, and let him that is thirsty come, and whoever will, let him take of the water of life freely. Notice what God offers us. Living water. Living water. Salvation. The Holy Spirit. To anyone that will come to Him. But... Like this woman, you have to be a seeker. If you seek, you shall find. If you knock, it shall be opened unto you. I am falling in love with you. This program is sponsored by Somebody Loves You Radio in Diamond Bar, California.